Hey, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you today in the studio to share with you 10 game-changing career moves that I've made that I hope you could pick up one or two in your life and in your career and in your journey to add to what you're doing to take things to the next level. Let's go. Number one, being a lifelong learner. There's probably been nothing better than I've done in my 32 years as an entrepreneur, add another six to eight of that in my regular working environment as a parent, across the board, being committed to constantly learning, whether that's books, audios, mentorship, coaching, it's been a game changer. When you're learning, you're admitting that there's more to know, there's more to do. I can take things to the next level. I hope you will be that person a lifelong learner. Number two, I've always viewed failure, even when it hurt the most, as a learning opportunity. I viewed it as a setback. I viewed it as a chance to gain perspective. I viewed it as a chance to adapt to the input that I'd received that wasn't exactly what I wanted. When I look at failure, it never becomes my identity. If you've been following the podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me say, failure is not your identity, it's just an outcome. And while that outcome may not be what you want, you have an opportunity to adapt, adjust, and learn so that you can have better outcomes in the future. View failure as a learning opportunity. Number three. Hands down, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my career was to bet on myself and become an entrepreneur. It turns out that as I got a little bit older into my entrepreneurial career, I came across two assessments. One of them everybody's pretty familiar with. It's called DISC, D-I-S-C. But the one that really was the game changer for me, which I've referenced here on the show, was the Colby A Index. I'd recommend that you take these for yourself so that you can see how you score on these assessments. But what I realized when I took both of those assessments, both of them have two different reasons for taking them. That's not for today's show. But it it really solidified for me the natural, what I call superstar DNA, my superstar definite natural ability. I use these every day with my team and our hiring, and I would recommend that if you're not an entrepreneur, but you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, you might learn something about yourself by taking these assessments. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, that's one of the things I've done was to bet on myself. So whether you need to become an entrepreneur or not, my encouragement for you is to bet on yourself and go after that thing that you want to do. Next, I committed to a can I mentality. What does that mean? In 1993, I believe, I was in college in a class and I learned about Kaizen from the Toyota Motor Company. And from that point forward, which basically Kaizen means continuous improvement. And I remember reading Anthony Robbins' book back in the day. I want to say it was uh, Waking the Giant Within. It could have been Personal Power. It was one of those two books. And he talked about this concept of can I, constant and never-ending improvement. And what I've done over the years is I've made sure that when I've had ideas, I took action, I measured the results, I looked at where we could improve, and on the other side of it, I always expected more from me than anyone else expected from me. 
I never settled for what the outcome was. I refused to be average, and I was always willing to attack a new goal. I love the concept of Can I so much that my parent company is called Can I 365 LLC. I hope you'll adopt a Can I mindset. Next up, early in my days, best career move I ever made was learn sales and then marketing in that order. (laughs) Why is that such a big deal? Sales is what drives business growth. However, marketing is really the engine that leads to sales. A lot of times people become good at marketing, but they've never sat in the chair to make a sale. I love the fact that I was taught how to sell at the beginning and then graduated into becoming a good marketer. When you combine being good at sales and marketing, you'll never ever, and I'm going to say it clearly as I, as, I, as I can state it, you'll never be out of work. You'll never be out of a job. There'll never be a place that you won't be able to earn income. Next, one of the big things I've done is just spent inordinate amounts of time building great relationships. You know, I've always approached the idea that it's not a matter of if someone will or should buy from me. I'm always interested in being a resource to the person that I met, meeting them where they are. If and when an opportunity comes for us to engage in a dialogue that could lead to us doing business, fantastic. But it's never my agenda. Someone says, well, Daryl, you, you've helped companies do all this growth and revenue and, and, and marketing and sales and all these things. Well, how come you're not more aggressive? Well, here's the reality. If you understand psychology and if you understand consumer behavior, then you'll understand the math. Did I say we were going to talk about math on a podcast? Yeah, right. You've, <laughs> you've got to understand the math. Once you understand the math of consumer behavior, it will remove any urgency, sense of urgency, all of that old hype in the sales world. It'll just fall by the wayside once you understand the math behind what good sales and good marketing does and how it leads to the goal of building a relationship. Your job is to build relationships. And what I like to say is you earn revenue based on your return on those relationships. Another big game-changing move in my career. Next up, early in my days, I was put in a position where I was given the opportunity to become a decision maker. I was given an opportunity to move agendas forward to help reach goals. Some people shy away from this opportunity, but let me tell you, if you become a decision maker, you become someone who can be counted on and relied on to make strategic decisions. And it actually goes back to something we said a little earlier, which is being able to view failure as a learning experience. See, a lot of people shy away from being in charge, shy away from being an entrepreneur, shy away from being the boss, shy away from standing in the front of the room, being the person who leads the project because of the earlier game-changing move, which is I view failure as a learning experience. Other people view failure in other ways that's detrimental to their growth. But this this one here is about being a decision maker. Yes, it's hard to be a decision maker and have all eyes on you. Yes, it's going to be a little bit difficult to swallow when your ideas don't come to fruition. They don't lead the team forward. But let me tell you, more often than not, I have had nothing but success as a decision maker. And the failures, 
moved us so much further to the goal that if I hadn't taken the role, hadn't taken the lead, hadn't taken the microphone, whatever that looked like, then our situation wouldn't have improved. Be the decision maker. Be the person who says, I got this. Next game-changing move, mentorship and coaching. Listen, I have had a very crystal clear understanding that I don't know everything. In all of my years of growth, in all of my years of experience, in all of my years of doing the small things, handling the small victories, going through failure and learning and adapting and overcoming and coming up with new plans and following the mind shift method that you have heard about here, number one has always still been in my mind, and that's having mentorship and coaching where people outside of my picture frame could see what I couldn't see. Whew-wee, someone heard that right now and got chills. You need people in your corner who are outside the picture frame that you're in so they can tell you what they can see that you can't see. That's what mentorship and coaching is about. And let's be clear about another thing. If you're in a free group on Facebook, you're following free podcasts, including this one, If you're following YouTube accounts and channels and LinkedIn influencers and all of these things, and you're not paying, you are not being mentored and coached. That includes the show you're listening to right now. You are getting, you are getting the clouds version of the transformation. Please understand that. If you're not paying, you're probably not paying attention. Now come on back. So we can finish this up. I don't want you to run off now unless you want to head over to themindshiftcommunity.com and come on into our world where we can take your mentorship and coaching to the next level. But that's for a little later. We'll come back and bring that up in just a moment. Next up, I've always believed that your success comes from executing well-developed frameworks and systems. The acronym system is a lot of people use is save yourself time, energy, and money. And at the end of the day, that's what they do. It helps you work smarter and not harder. And it helps you with your pathway of execution. Okay. Be sure that if you haven't developed these frameworks or systems that you're working with someone who has, you're following a proven plan, a blueprint. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. It isn't that you couldn't be that 1%, 2% person who's coming up with a brand new idea. And you'll be clear about that if that's your calling. But otherwise, find the framework, find the system that has worked for other people and execute and execute and execute on what they told you to do. Next, one thing that's always been interesting for me as I become an employer is really working on hiring good people. Notice I said hiring good people. What what does that mean to me? When I'm interviewing, when we're looking at building our teams, there's three real things we're looking for. We're looking for their ability to be coached, to be coachable. We're looking for them to be driven, and we're governing their mindset towards the future. Does this person have a vision for themselves and for their skills and for their growth as an individual and in their career. Because if they're driven to do things on their for themselves and they happen to line up with our role and our company and our vision, then we will almost never have to find ourselves motivating them because they're driven by their own goals and it happens to align with the goals of our company. 
one of those other game-changing moves, number 13, was always working hard at hiring good people. And that's, again, are they teachable, are they coachable, and are they driven? Number 14, physical fitness. Let me tell you, I have always believed, and this is my own way of looking at it, that if I put myself through a regimen of stress in a physical environment, exercise, high-intensity interval training, I'm a runner now, over the last 25, 30 years, I've been an athlete. I'm sorry, I've been a, uh, I've worked out after my athletic career came to an end. It has always seemed to prepare me for the inevitable stresses that would happen in other areas of my life. Now, maybe that's just causation, symptom. Who knows what it is? But for whatever reason, when I get too far away from my physical fitness regimen, I find that I'm stressed out more and I cannot cope as well. And so for me, that's been a game-changing move for me in my career, and that's been the aspect of my physical, mental fitness routine, which has evolved and changed and done all sorts of things related to my schedule. But that's something, again, that I look back on and I'm like, wow, probably one of the best game-changing moves. And I'm going to give you one last one, and that is staying in the game. You can't quit. Sounds simple. You've heard it before but you've got to stay in the game. Yes, there's a time to pivot. Yes, there's a time when it really isn't for you and it's time to quit. But in the long game, stay in the game. To reach your goals, to reach your dreams, there's a lot you're going to have to go through, much of which you're going to have to go through behind closed doors, and you're going to have to go through sometimes alone, even if you're getting coached, even if you're getting mentorship, even if you're in masterminds. The journey to achievement and success is fraught with stumbling blocks. And as we talked about earlier, failure and learning lessons. It is absolutely critical, though, that you stay in the game. The MindShift Method says, make peace with the facts. Where are you right now? Number two, make a plan based on those facts. Step three, come up with a plan of what you're going to do. And step four, get the coaching, the mentorship, and the help and do the work. Doing the work means staying in the game. My friend, thanks for hanging out with us today on this episode of the MindShift Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, be sure to head over to themindshiftcommunity.com. Make sure you're inside our world over there so we can keep pouring into you, pouring love on you and supporting you and being a resource for you in your journey. And if you've enjoyed it today, share it with three friends. It'll really help us out on the show. I'll see you next time.